This week on the Story Network Book Club, Isaiah Ben and I discuss The Word for World is Forest, written by Ursula K. Le Guin and originally published in 1972 and then later in 76. Cool. We're so going. What were we talking about? Um, um, fucking, what's the name of it again? The, uh, the Word for World is Forest by Ursula K. Le Guin, published 1960, no, 1976, excuse me. Yeah, older than I thought it was. Older than all of us. But I, I really uh, enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of, it was like mostly just world building. Kind yeah, of. there's a lot of world building, but I really enjoyed sort of the picture mm-hmm. that she draw, or drew, and that's like, it's like probably the most important, well, maybe not the most important thing with her, but it's like her like thing. I think like Ursula Le Guin's thing is like, I don't know, you feel that in like other novels that she's written, but maybe uh, where it's like, just like the world building is done as like for like comparison, you know, mm-hmm. so that you can make that dichotomy between their world and ours. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you see that in this book prevalently with the characters, not only, but the world, them, the worlds themselves and, uh, other novels that she's written handmaid's tale comes to mind you know Mm -hmm. yeah i well really like i think a lot of the story happens in the world building too yeah true like there's sort of like long descriptions where like action happens but it's like groups of large groups of people doing Mm -hmm. things you know Mm -hmm. and it's like describing these sort of massive like a it's like a classic film i think that helps um keep you in like the scope of the world right right instead of just like a couple villages right yeah yeah because like really the story that's going on isn't like it's about the main characters but it's not really really about the characters yeah they're just sort of like they're They're like almost yeah Yeah. Um, they're like a delivery method right um yeah because you hear all about especially on on the planet all these different kinds of like cultures that the alien aliens have that we never even like see essentially they Mm -hmm. just talk about them and it's all world building but Mm -hmm. it's like all the different they all have different kinds of ways that they live and talk a little bit and you know some of them i think like some of them eat monkeys most of them eat meat some of them don't at all there was like a tiny like any of them eat meat i don't think i think they're all vegetarian right um or it might be the i remember she says something about either some of them eating meat or some of them not eating meat Hmm. there's like a one little line thing about like diet stuff. Mm, I don't really remember that, but I thought that I thought none of them ate meat because they were like nonviolent. And then afterwards, that's they what ate I meat. thought too. Maybe I wasn't paying quite enough attention. And I thought that was like, it, well, I mean, spoiler. That was like one of the changes, you know, that like mm-hmm. uh, uh, human contact and 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 just the whole span of the book. We'll kind of get into it. But the whole process of the book kind of leads them to that. I thought. I thought. Maybe yeah. I'm mistaken, but yeah, we get to teach them murder. Exactly. Yay. Yeah, they learn murder from us, and and like spreading knowledge around the galaxy. <laughs> well, I, and I guess maybe they don't learn murder from us because I think it's fairly explicit that she or that like violence. They know about violence, but they just don't practice it. It seems uh, the, to the, be like the thing. The idea of it's a like, uh, Athian. Um, killing another Ashian wasn't a thing, but right. like the idea of like hunting that I believe they okay. had. Okay. Um, okay. So like, yeah, they knew about death and they understood right. death, but um, the idea of killing each other was foreign. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, we're just spreading knowledge around the uh, universe. Exactly. 
Um, which uh, <laughs> this I uh, learned is part of uh, the Hainish cycle of books by Ursula yeah. Kaeguin, uh, which is anthology of uh, the dispossessed, the left-handed darkness, mm-hmm. the days before the revolution, and uh, this book. Um, and yeah, they all take place in the same like big spacefaring human society. Right. Yeah. No, she's got really quite like an interesting universe where like like space travel is entirely slower than light and the only mm-hmm. reason that there's any interstellar civilization is that we have like a device called the ansible which lets us communicate faster than light so human civilization can talk you know uh mm-hmm. and communicate but we can't really physically interact with each other without being bounded by relativity mm-hmm. and she i guess it sort of introduces that in left hand of darkness it's already like in place and like the main okay. character has an ansible um, the whole time. And in this one, they introduce it and she sort of talks about that distinction mm-hmm. between the old way of doing things. Like I, Don Davison is like pretty lament or he laments that he can't just like murder all these people because now he's responsible mm-hmm. and someone will report it. Someone will get out yeah, instantly. Like, so he's got like some responsibility, I guess. Yeah, which which is interesting because this is the second book in the anthology series, and the Left Hand Darkness is the first one. Mm. So it's like a. I mean, it. I mean, like it, this one takes uh, place right. earlier or adjacent, and they right. just didn't no, know about yeah, it. There could be a million explanations, and it could just be yeah. that she thought of the first, like the realized version of the Empire first, and then was like, "Well, how would this look before?" And then, you mm-hmm. know, like did some setup. Yeah, yeah, no, then, then, yeah. yeah, or it could have been, you know, like she yeah, had a plan differently or I don't know. Yeah. It could be a million things, you know, but yeah. yeah. And I remember, um, when I found this book, I was like, what order do I read these in? Cause I, I remember I, reading that it was in a different cycle yeah. and she's quoted directly as being like, whatever the fuck right. order you want. Yeah. It's an matter. anthology. So right. none of them really like tie in, tie in to I, each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's kind of my, my favorite kind of way for like most like stories to be, I enjoy like series and things, but I, I I like how like how clearly like drawn together and like yeah when something is just like coherent it is but how like independent I love that each one is just an independent book and they don't like it's not like I don't know like a comic book where like you have to read like every little one to know like the details and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like nonsense by the end of it yeah the Earth Sea Cycle is an interesting work of hers because it's like halfway in between those, but uh, right. those are books for another day. We'll yeah, get to those. Yeah, so <laughs> one other conversation, series of conversations. I was talking to a coworker who's relatively well, ver- pretty well versed actually in Le Guin. Um, I think he's read most of her stuff. Um, but he brought up that this is like, she wrote this during the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also talked about an interview she had where she can, she mentions you can audibly hear the axes being ground in this book. What do you think she means by that? Quote? Like the fact that there is, um, like a forested world similar to like a jungle and people living right. on their own and we're coming in and destroying it. Right. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a direct metaphor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, like obviously like. I don't know. There's all kinds of compare, like any imperialist, like mm-hmm. U.S. history. You know, is rife. And like she writes, but, she writes the humans yeah. just as like 
so disgusting. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's not too far from the truth. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's yeah. how we are. In the, uh, in that like first chapter of the book, I was like, oh, okay, so this is a story about right. you know, colonialism Avatar and patriarchy. Dances and with Wolves or lots of Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of. This is a very interesting, this is like the Grimm's version of Pocahontas kind yeah. of. But. Yeah. Just another story of, you know, wonderful, wonderful humans yeah. going and colonizing. But not just and another one. It's, and because this one focuses really on like, like violence and like mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. that like at the very end she doesn't like i don't know like the violence isn't like like when silver is like revealing like at the end when it's revealed that the athsheans are killing each other now mm-hmm. and silver's like kind of embarrassed and sad to like reveal this to the humans mm-hmm. I, it was kind of interesting because it like you said isaiah like we did like teach them the violence but like it's also i when i read that i got i had the impression at least that it was also a very like personal or some sort of natural impulse for them also maybe just something that they hadn't realized before so it was like something that they that was already in themselves so it wasn't just like a human thing it was like more of a universal thing that this is like violence and like the discovery of it possibly part of like getting to like a necessary evil to getting to like a higher level of like intelligence be something like that. That's not necessarily what I'm trying to say, but something along those lines where it, 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 it's like a, essentially like a a new, like it's equivalent of discovering a new technology, you know, Mm -hmm. pretty much is what it is. And like, it's a new idea. Um, and it's just sort of revolutionary in good ways and bad. Yeah. It's, I guess I could see an argument for why, like war and violence between people is like the driver for lots of technology being invented um, and like becoming like a space faring civilization. But um, yeah, I think they were definitely probably better off before we uh, showed up. I would, I mean, they were stable. Yeah. Um, They were certainly like stable and like they were, stagnant i think would be a word maybe to describe their civilization yeah yeah it didn't um, seem they like, like they're about to they found a point of balance and right, just like and, stuck and in like it. i was about to say is like stagnation is sort of like a very biased word because mm-hmm. that's just to say that they weren't necessarily making like material progress because they had like like priests and like like the dreamers and stuff and mm-hmm, you know that's mm-hmm. a sort of research and like that's progress of its own sort of thing Mm -hmm. and a balance i think is maybe a better word for it Um, yeah but yeah they they just like were doing their own thing yeah they were part of the like ecosystem rather than something that's (laughs) taking control or utilizing the ecosystem right yeah um progress for progress's sake is some that's uh the devil sometimes yeah um yeah um yeah human society or what we see of human society granted it's like a military like logging expedition right um but uh it's not great it's just like it's very patriarchal um yeah. they like ship in women just for sex yeah it's and pretty like, hideous honestly yeah mm-hmm. um and yeah, they they keep slaves, although they're like they're not slaves, but they all know that they're slaves, right. and uh, and they treat them as such. 
Yeah. They keep them in a big pen. (laughs) Yeah. It was, uh, it was really interesting to me that like, while there was disdain for the, um, other alien species that came by, um, like the other actual humans in the universe that they had found were the ones that they were the most cruel to. Um, but I would wager that they would be just as cruel to other, um, alien races if those alien races, uh, weren't more advanced than them. Right. Exactly. Um, that's precisely it. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure Don Davidson or Davison. Yeah. Like thinks that, or like he goes through that sort of process. Yeah. He, Cause he's, he's really like, it's really interesting also. I think how like f- him specifically, how fixated he is on the aliens because like any fixation on them and how they're different is literally just a reflection of like his own sort of, problems with his own self you know mm-hmm. it's like the human like trying to figure out what the ashans are not what makes them not human mm-hmm. is like just us trying to like it's like a pathological like fixation on ourselves essentially that we're like projecting onto them and yeah and it's like really unhealthy well, it's the same like it's that like anti-immigrant mentality right. or like the like oh it's their fault that this thing's happening even though right. the humans are the one in control of human society and they're the ones that have um, presumably the done the things that have got them to this point mm-hmm. um, I doubt aliens came and took all the trees away um, but uh, but then it, it's it's a lot easier to be like well it's their fault it's not our fault um, exactly yeah, it just yeah. The blame. they're the ones who are living on a planet full of trees and wood right yeah, yeah. Why, why are they like they shouldn't be there if they didn't want us to take them all right yeah it's a very yeah don davidson opinion of you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah what a fun guy such a fucking a, annoying oh my god yeah i kind of enjoyed his chapters just because of how like ridiculous they were and just like i mean he's a very like disgusting human but mm-hmm. like yeah um yeah, he's just like so over the top, like John Wayne fucking asshole. You know, am I allowed yeah. to swear on this? I'm oh sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like <laughs> explicit. Yeah, cool. Even episodes that, uh, um, like the podcast itself. Awesome. Yeah, every episode has the little e on it. Very good. Uh-huh. Yeah, because we cuss. Book club for adults. Dang. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Um. <laughs> I want to uh, real quick mention i was unfamiliar with the uh nursery rhyme it came from that when uh oh Davison yeah said um home again home again jiggity jig uh mm-hmm. i was unfamiliar with the nursery rhyme and uh was caught off guard but uh the nursery rhyme for those that don't know are home again home or no to market to market to buy a fat pig home again home again jiggity jig to market to market to buy a fat hog home again home again jiggity jog to market, to market, to buy a plum bun, home again, home <laughs> again, like market is done or something. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but I was unfamiliar it just, like, with keeps the nursery on going. <laughs> no, it's just the three lines. Oh, I thought it was more than that. Never mind, I'm wrong. Yeah, it was uh I was unaware, so when he was like home again, home again, jiggity jig, I was like, What <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just, it just was a moment uh in like the middle of davidson like rebelling um when i was like oh fuck and everything was serious and then i was it was just like a double take moment yeah that might even be a thing where it's just like 
because this book is almost almost 50 years old at this point mm-hmm. that yeah. maybe it's just something that we weren't culturally aware of yeah obviously it was i, I mean i i well, 67 I, it, isn't it like 52 years old yeah exactly uh no 76 76, 76 yeah. yeah oh so it'll be 50 so years so old right and seven years yeah then. it's like 40 yeah I, I thought it was in the middle i thought it was 67 so never mind mm-hmm. no okay i'm sorry uh That's it good. was published oh wait 1976 it was yeah published independently in 76 it was first published in a collection of short short stories called uh again dangerous visions um in uh 72 hmm. so yeah 76 was the um like independent, independent release publishing mm-hmm. uh yeah so three years it'll be 50 years old dang i like how uh the male athshians instead of uh like fighting they have these singing contests they sing yeah, yeah. yeah. um it's yeah not it's not quite a dance which i um there's a couple in like some of my classes there's a couple cultures we looked at that kind of do the same thing they'll do have mm-hmm. they'll have like insult rap battles yeah in like the middle of town pretty, i love that there's like a in a lot of even even in because like quote unquote western traditions going back into like greece and things like there's a long sort of history of solving your issues with words i mean also mm-hmm. with violence but with yeah. words but like it makes more sense with words because if you beat the shit out of someone then they can't help you farm yeah right while, yeah no you know? if you're on the yeah. same team violence really just starts to be self-destructive like, exactly but yeah I, I like their culture was very interesting to me i enjoyed like their like their sweat lodge like sort of spirit journey stuff mm-hmm. seemed like very like introspective and and like I don't know, they were so reflective as a species. Yeah, not necessarily like spiritual, but like in touch kind of. Yeah, I mean, semi, you could call that spirituality. I think, um, yeah. Because they like would have crazy dreams and wouldn't they like talk to the dead kind of through those or something? Am I wrong? I might be t- entirely wrong on that. Uh, I, I was just don't remember to, the talking to the dead part. Their dreams, like they would learn things though in their mm-hmm, dreams that they couldn't yeah. have known otherwise. Like they would yeah, dream think things that later happened, happened and... Like some kind of supernatural like element to it. it I at least mm-hmm. receive that impression. We poured um, all our energy into like cars and and different right. like and physical like, technologies, and it seems like they their development happened in like a spiritual or psychic way. Kinda, right, exactly. Where they were like the thing that is dreaming. It turns out is some deeper psychic thing that they yeah, could tap into, like a, and, and they can dream together. Mm-hmm. Um, and while they're awake, yeah, and, and they have different kind. Of, yeah, they have intense like mental control apparently. Um, mm-hmm and have like really crazy states of being that humans aren't even really aware of mm-hmm. society had sort of like a weird like i don't know it was just very hierarchical hierarchical i thought maybe not but like there definitely were like you know like the two people who are in yeah, charge they definitely had everybody like, else like <laughs> kind of the elders run stuff or like yeah. the spiritual leaders um, run stuff it sort of like locked into place i suppose mm-hmm. it like definitely the follows gender. the like more like tribal or clan sized um method of like you've got like the big man or the big woman right well and i guess maybe what i'm just trying to say is that it seems like there were a lot of still just like gender roles even though they weren't mm-hmm. exactly like ours mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them were reversed yeah with the the head woman it made me think of um uh back when he did the great train robbery uh, a couple weeks ago there was a line about uh how in Victorian society people like men rid off like oh women can't handle business right. and yet like a Victorian housewife ran like what was essentially a business, a business. Uh, yeah um, all the time yeah 
and um, yeah, like nonstop. You don't even get right, a break well, from in, it. In yeah, ancient societies, running a household was considered like business because a household had assets and, and stuff like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's just cultural culture's goofy that way. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it made me think of that of like like roles like, getting like, discounted and discredited. Yeah, or or like the but, the like traditional role of women in society is is a lot closer to a, like an executive role than is usually yeah. like accounted for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of sexism in history, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I think I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. There are like, have been historically places for women and places of power. Is that maybe? Or, or like, um, or there's like systematic structures well, of power for women. Yeah. Or that, that like the skills in, in, in real world human history of right. like the, like Victorian household example right. of um, like running this complex social network and you have a full staff of servants and all right. this. Yeah, yeah. That is like the very much this executive role, but it was just right. written off by men. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so like in this book with the women running um, like the politics side of society and stuff, right. it's really like the same role, but rather than it being like doing that in a subservient way that's not acknowledged, it's like that's just instead of in the background, it's pulled. To it's the, in the forefront. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, that, the men are in the background. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in the society, they stay in the sweat lodge most of the time and dream, mm-hmm. um, or hunt or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. I think hunters were just like a mix of yeah. whatever. I think if I remember, or maybe was it? At, there's one point where she mentioned they sent out a bunch of uh, young women to be scouts. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe women did all the hunting, and st- I don't know if they did all the hunting. I remember mention of a huntress, and yeah, women scouts. I don't remember any mention of men doing any of that stuff. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I do kind of remember that now that you mention it. Yeah, because um, when uh, uh, Leobon, uh, Leobov, Leobov, yeah, Leobov, um, love in Russian goes oh. was oh. love. Ah. I don't know if it's it's probably not like just like love in general, but it's probably like a particular kind of love. But yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. When he goes back to the village, like I remember there was a huntress there that was like looking at him and he was all like, uh, right. nobody's being nice to me anymore, which his character is uh, interesting because he definitely like I think he really cares for um for them. Yeah. But he really caught between two worlds yeah yeah at, at the same Literally. time like he's like oh we're equal because we stopped doing like we stopped doing the horrible shit so everything should be right. forgiven and it's like he's well, kind of he's kinda like an apologist in some in like in places mm-hmm. and then i don't know he's kind of like the most complicated he was the most interesting character for me i thought yeah. um even more interesting than selver was also pretty interesting but like selver i really enjoyed the above interesting but yeah he was he was more straightforward yeah, like you understood he, what right, he wanted yeah, he, and, and he what he was, came yeah, from. Yeah, he was pretty much like a one-track, like pony. But yeah, um, but yeah, uh, Leobov, Leobov, yeah, really just interesting. Caught, yeah, just like really, I don't know. He's just like really caught, caught up in it. And like when he was going back in between the villages and like, and the camp and like, then when he get, you know, obviously he gets like, left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I thought was kind of I don't know kind of tragic, but he kind of deserved it. But yeah, yeah, which is interesting. Like, which how's is, that yeah. gonna turn out for him? Because he's kind of like he's definitely exiled from their society in a lot of ways, right. or like 
they're none of them are willing to speak to him um so it's like all right good luck i mean i'm, I'm sure he'll eventually go hang out with the ashans find his yeah find his place in the world also also uh uh davison's uh end is fitting yeah, yeah. he gets sent to the the clear-cut island yeah forced the desert, to the desert live. Island. yeah yeah no that's unimaginable cruelty honestly he doesn't get to be killed for after he's done all that he has to go live in on his own wastes. Yeah. <laughs> in a wasted island yeah it's, yeah it's very very fitting i thought well and and silver um, i don't remember the line exactly i should have written down but um like basically tells him like if you want to die like you've got to kill yourself we're right. not going to do the hard work for you exactly yeah. um right. and uh yeah which i i always enjoy when that's the end given to a uh when you have this like bad character who it wants to like die in the glory of battle and you're like right. nah you've got to like if you want to die that much like you got to take the way out that you hate the most right um, or you got to mm-hmm. go live on this island and yeah Fuck you. So there's the the moment where Silver uh, burns down the like a Smith camp. Was yeah, it? yeah. It was Smith camp, right? Yeah, the, and then there's like what's it called, Grantsville or something, the y- town, the main settlement. Yeah, I forget what it's called. Um, but there's a couple things that happen around that event. Uh, the first one is like when he's getting questioned. Uh, he's asked like who gave you this idea and he says my wife and the narrator said it very like dramatically mm-hmm. it was like a triumphant moment and then like i think it cuts to like in the next chapter or something yeah um, but then oh you can oh i was just gonna say the narrator did a good job on this one um and then so i liked that moment a lot and then shortly after that the humans are talking about like um our anthropologist didn't like write down that they were capable of this kind of violence they did and it's like a really good commentary on the field of anthropology Mm. of like we get a tiny little like window glimpse of some people usually men who just like you're looking at we're at a a tiny hole at a silhouette on the wall yeah Mm -hmm. and like we think we know everything about this culture now and it's like people are people are more complex than that right yeah behavior is super complex we're, we're so presumptive about it of like mm-hmm. we haven't seen them per, uh, do any violence and so then the assumption is that they are physically incapable of violence mm-hmm. which is a crazy Absurd. jump yeah it's a huge leap but um i mean that just shows that like you know we are going to another inhabited world and being like ah, we're just gonna cut down all your trees right, and yeah. fuck yourself right um yeah that's not really the question for these people i think that's like really an afterthought yeah yeah um but it's like definitely looking at some of like the theories uh, in anthropology and like some of them seem like like how, this weird jump. Like, how did you get to that fucking conclusion? Some of them are very logical mm-hmm. and are like little steps. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the older ones are like, what? So it's the kind of commentary that the daughter of two anthropologists is right. probably the most well-versed to make. Oh, yeah. Um which, uh, so the, the, um, Athians are, are Athians, Athians. are, uh, their fur is all colored green, presumably for camouflage reasons. There was uh, different colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there? like different colored ones and the I ones think that they're interacting with were all green, uh, but okay. like on some of the other, 
islands there. I think there was like black. I, presume, ah. I really saw them as looking kind of like walking sloths. I don't know. Yeah, like, that I, and I figured it was probably like algae or moss or something growing in their fur. Because they also like, they're described as being really stinky. Mm. Um, like I every that. human character, just even Leo Bob describes like the sweat lodge, especially as being like, like the worst smelling place. Um, hmm. I mean, it is the sweat. So lodge. I kind of yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> no, so I really and they're they are furry and stuff. So I yeah, really interpret on like, a tropical planet. I really I thought obviously that they'd be covered in. I, I guess I, that was an assumption that I made was that they'd have like some kind of moss or something growing on them. Hmm. Back lichen. Right, which would be, you know, for their environment, like, perfect, because it helped cover their scent and, and help yeah. them blend in and, like, just like a sloth in, in the real yeah. wild. Um, the real life wild. But I, I thought it was interesting <laughs> that, like, okay, so them being different colors changes that a bit. I was going to say but that... They um, live in different ways, though, too. Cause, true. And that would, it's just like, uh, like, aren't there ones that fish and stuff? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like, it's kind of, there's like, apparently there's like a whole planet full of these guys because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I remember Davidson's like, um, even Davidson, I mean, obviously he didn't even know he was like really ignorant, but, mm-hmm. um, when he like discovers how exactly how many like little like Athshane Warrens there are just in his like corner of the jungle when he thinks he's like burning them out of the forest and then he finds out that like he's actually missing like hundreds and hundreds of them. He's walking past them like every day, mm-hmm. like not even that far from his camp. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, well, this is, just, it's like almost like a, like a living metropolis. It kind of seemed like for them, you know, like, yeah, yeah. There was millions of them spread across exactly. the world. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I was going to say that the, the green presuming it's some kind of like camouflage stuff, like, we're not introduced to like any other wildlife really of the uh of the world um and yeah. uh like i was like what are they camouflaged against like what crazy alien like are, is it is it tigers or jaguars or something because i guess it, it, you know they have deer and like everything's yeah. earth stuff i mean they might be the predators and that might be. be why they have camouflage that is a good point because um, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen in. like those crazy photos of like jaguars and stuff, and it's like spot the cat. Yeah, <laughs> it's just <laughs> and eyes. it takes you. It takes you. Yeah, it has. To, it's it's so sad. It makes me always feel so bad when like it has to be pointed out to me because I know in the wild I'd just be eaten, and it's just like I don't like that. That's what we have fire for because it's real scary. S- sort of, but I mean. Yeah. Can't have fire all the time. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> if we take shifts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't survive either. No. Yeah. yeah, no, I'd no. be fucked. Oh, God. No, yeah. Me versus Jaguar, it's not... Fucking yeah. unfair fight. No. I'd just be like, <laughs> take a quick Jaguar, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, besides, uh, Davidson tries a uh, fire, and it's uh, a mixed success, I would say. At best. Yeah. Like, well, the forest doesn't really burn that well. Yeah. Um, well, it's in the middle of the wet season, too. It's like... Right. Idiot. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he talks about, like, waiting for dry season, but then, you know, he obviously runs out of time to do right. that. Um, also, I, I thought it was... Well, and if he's there to, like, uh, ultimately, he was 
well, he, I think personally, I think he was probably just there to murder aliens, but, um, he, if humans were presumably there to get like to harvest the forest, then he's going to burn that down. Then mm-hmm. I mean, he's obviously like really lost sight of anything at that point. Um, but that, I mean, it's pretty clear that he's like totally unhinged. Yeah. I feel. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like a wall. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, it's, uh, he likes killing. Doesn't really enjoy it. Um, Gotta like your job. Mm. <laughs> Not um. even job. <laughs> like, isn't he supposed to just be like? I forget. Isn't he supposed to just be like a colonel or something? Um, no the the colonel's the oh, uh, right, right. Yeah, the highest. He's uh, a lieutenant. Right. Yeah, he's just like an officer. I don't remember his he's, rank. I think I think he's a lieutenant or a he captain. He has a rank though. Yeah, he, it's like a, the colonial like service or whatever that he's a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, I don't. Maybe he's a major because I is he I, one step down from the colonel? I don't remember. I think Honestly, he's one step he down from the colonel because he's like at all the talks and stuff. But it, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Um, he's he's not the top of the pyramid. No, no, yeah, I remember. He's just like he and Leobov both like we don't really ever see like any higher ups. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like a major like motive or not motivation, but a major factor in a lot of the plot for the like Leo Bob and Davidson, because like, like, especially for Davidson, like he's operating without oversight mm-hmm. of like a, like a superior. And that's like super important to him because he's like unhinged and mm-hmm. gunning down villages. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's the, the Colonel back at central, but the Colonel's not in Smithtown. Right. Um, yeah. Or Smith camp. Right. And, exactly. uh, yeah. Um, well, and then the, it's interesting cause you get introduced to the Colonel a little bit and then the, um, what was the, the name of it? I should write it down. The, uh, communications device, the Ansible, the Ansible. Um, so, and then the Ansible is introduced mm-hmm. like right yeah. as you're getting introduced to the Colonel. So just as you meet the top of the pyramid, uh, it suddenly shifts up into right. this, like they have no idea who the fuck's on the other end of the phone. But, right. Uh, and it's, and yeah, and they don't, they have no idea what kind of rules and yeah. orders are going to come down either. And that, that like scares Davidson. Cause he's like, they're not going to let us kill all these little aliens. Yeah. And which before that they had a 54 year comms delay whenever they wanted to talk to right. Earth, which is crazy long. Right. Yeah. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, right. what's up? Not much. You. <laughs> yeah. Like, how's it going? Obviously, you know, it's like intense <laughs> informational right. like, dump. Yeah. But yeah. Lots yeah. of reports going. Right, um, the idea yeah. of textile conversation with a 54 year delay. Right. Well, hey. no. Well, really, yeah. You don't like you don't have conversations on that level. Yeah. Like you just send dispatches and and like. Yeah. You just get like bulk orders. And that's it. Yeah. And like that's it. <laughs> and so like. You, yeah, you don't really have any operational oversight or anything. Man. Like people would, yeah, in a natural lifespan, you know, if someone committed a crime, they would die uh, before, yeah. yeah, like, anything could be well, done about it. If you were calling for supplies, you'd have to think so fucking far in advance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I imagine it'd be something where there's, like, a... Like and then it would they're take sending off supplies behind you, like you, like you leave, and then like five years later they send supplies. Right. Well, and like exactly, thing. yeah, and like because they, I mean, if they even if they got an order for supplies, say from an from you know another a colony planet that was fifty four light years away, if they sent those supplies, they wouldn't even know if they by the time they got those supplies together and sent them to you and mm-hmm. they got to you, they wouldn't have no idea if you were even still there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which um then like so they could do something with people on ice when they send them. Yeah, they um there's like cryo sleep or okay. whatever or I must have crypto missed sleep or something. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, there's suspended animation. Okay, and that's yeah. how they travel. Because like say, humans travel. Like, how the fuck would they be like? Oh, shipment of young women, and it's like, what? Well, uh, no, they're like seventy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the other uh, option to that is like to have a generational ship. And yeah. that's where you have essentially like a small planet that yeah, just like yeah. Yeah, travels in between star systems. And so, yeah. They Which just, if you know a good generational uh, starship book, no. I've been, I, there's a, there's one I should get the name of from uh, Ed, which is a interesting story about a generational starship that forgets it's a generational starship. See, yeah. I like, I only I, know books about that where it goes wrong and I've like hole zero three is a good one but it it goes wrong and it's like you wake up like this guy wakes up like generations after mm-hmm. like everything's gone wrong and it's like this nightmare universe world i want to read oh. the the long sun series it's like exodus of the long sun journeys mm-hmm. like there's a bunch of ones mm-hmm. um, i think the long there's like new sun long sun sun and a different one that has sun in the title and the long sun it's like a fucking trilogy of trilogies mm. and like the middle trilogy is a trilogy of generational starship stuff. Cool. Mm. Um, but I read nonstop by Aldous, which is, I think the one you're talking about Ed knowing cause they forget that they're on a ship. Yeah. And like, it's, like the, there's the outsider people that live on like the very edge yep, of the ship and they like keep the secrets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody who like gets radiation mutations or shit just gets like thrown into the depths. There's some shit that, uh, I don't know. It was Aldous's first novel. So there's some like kind of weird stuff, mm. um, some stuff I didn't agree with, but yeah, I've not, I, I listened to part of a radio play it, adaptation, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, but the book on hand, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Uh, Davidson's like thoughts about, uh, like thoughts about whether or not, uh, the people on earth were actually giving commands. Um, like he's, he initially had thoughts of like, these could just all be a lie. It's all just aliens controlling us. Um, but then later on, he's just like, he's talking about how like the orders from earth are like, obviously trying to pacify us. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's interesting. He seems to like fluctuate between thinking it's the aliens controlling him and the, and just like, people he disagrees with back on earth mm-hmm. um and uh kind of i don't know he seems to fluctuate back and forth between those um but doesn't really care which theory he's thinking about because they both justify his actions right, yeah i don't think it really matters i think he just needs like yeah a reason to distrust it i i essentially I does a really good job of showing like his unstableness um yeah mm-hmm. um i think it uh, maybe also is like a good way to point out how like a lot of this stuff starts at the individual level. You know, it's not that like all humans are bad. It's like he, there's an element of humanity that is bad, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a part of us that is ugly like this and like how we control it is super important, obviously, because things like this can happen. Um, yeah. 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 The box that uh, we of the 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 gift of murder that we give the uh, right. Asians is a, a gift we received, you know, several thousand years before right. this book takes place. Right. Yeah. And it's and um, 
I'm not trying to excuse him by any means, but like his existence on like the individual level is like poignant or not poignant. just like it's relevant, I think to the discussion. Mm -hmm. Well, and he, it's interesting. He, he definitely, um, displays a lot of characteristics of my understanding of like borderline personality disorder and stuff and yeah and not he's reading he's empathy and yeah um, or a sociopath um yeah yeah not very empathetic in any way towards no. anybody um, no um yeah he's a rapist and mm-hmm. and a murderer and he's just really an inexcusable human mm-hmm. um and I got on a limb and say I don't like him. <laughs> I think most people would agree. Yeah, it was like a pretty like concise and like clear telling mm-hmm. of right, yeah, humans coming very to much this like planet Avatar that or something. It really like in peace and thing. just like it's more, much more like destroying their way of life. Exactly, mm-hmm. it's just like a lot more like philosophical, I guess, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Like she like. Or like when gets into like how the characters feel about how all these awful things are happening, and it's pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a point in the book where it explains the title of like some of the Ashians. They're like they're cutting down the world, and then she talks about the linguistic right. thing of like yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they no, they the title that. as a as a line. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always nice when books do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the yeah use of linguistics. Um, mm-hmm. She does that in a lot of her stuff, and it's nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very heavily in Earthsea. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, got that good antho back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, was there any other like points you wanted to bring up? Um, I don't have anything Sorry. else. Um, no, you're good. Like, yeah, very, <laughs> like a pretty short book. Um, I mean, it was published in a collection of short series. Yeah. And it's like labeled as novella officially. Yeah. And right, yeah. It's a very, yeah. I read it in like two days. It's a really quick Novellas read. and mm-hmm. novelettes are kind of like my favorite size because they're like, they still, they have that short story feel mm-hmm. of like but everything is like really tightly wrapped together. Mm-hmm. And Something to chew on too. Yeah, yeah, but it's like a little bit more. Like it gives you enough time to like flesh stuff out, but not so much that you have to like wade through this whole beginning like four chapters before it fucking gets interesting kind of shit. Yeah, it's not just like a taste test, but you know, it's like a it's like a single course, right? Mm-hmm. Um, brunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Novella's the brunch of <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> perfect sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah fantastic book in my opinion yeah really well worth your time Mm -hmm. i'm excited to do more like when yeah yeah yeah, everything uh, i've never read anything by her that i haven't liked yeah we will definitely do the earthsea cycle on here we'll do probably most of if not all of the uh heinous cycle and uh yeah yeah leguin's a good one Mm mm-hmm one of the greats. Well, if that's it, I'm going to... Cool. Nice. Thank you for listening to the Story Network. Join us next week for our discussion of Heinlein's 1966 novel, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress. <laughs>